It's Wednesday, April 25th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. We are glad to be joined again on the Defender Podcast by Alex Sam, and this time we also have his beautiful wife, Sunita, and together they run a home for girls uh, just north of Calcutta and have been visiting with our team and our families here in Birmingham. It's been such a great honor to host them. And then today we also have Meredith Campbell, who oversees our India programs and is the coordinator of All Things India. And so, uh, Meredith, before Alex and Sunita tell a little bit about their trip and just about their home and some of the things that the Lord is doing, and this is an update for the listeners of Defender Podcast because we got to meet with Alex in India. Talk a little bit about some of the exciting things that are happening with the India program. Last week, we had several of our current families, as well as families that have been home, and then prospective families come together. Just talk about some of the things that Alex has been able to participate in thus far. Yeah, I'd love to. So Alex and Sunita got here last week, and they have had just some amazing opportunities to meet families that came home with their children Over the past few months, Alex was the one that was able to greet them in their city where their child was and just has that neat connection. So they were all ready and wanting to see Alex again and for their children to get to spend time with him. So that was a really neat connection that Alex got to make with those families that have already come home. And then our in-process families, the event that we had last week, Heart for India, in-process families were there, post families, and then also some families that were just wanting to know a little bit more about our India program and just about our heart for India. And so that was just such a special night. We have actually seen the Lord working in some of those families' hearts just as they're praying about India adoption. And we've actually had several families come forward that are wanting to pursue an adoption from India just from that night. And so Alex and Sunita have been such an instrumental piece of just sharing what the Lord is doing. They've been able to share at several churches and small groups. And just most recently last night, getting to share with my small group in my home, getting to meet my daughter, just some really special special things happening and just excited for what's to come in the program. Alex is going to be traveling with families in just the next month or two. We have four to five families traveling really soon. So excited about the rest of his time here in the States and even Canada in the next few weeks and just just thankful that they are here with us. And though I, I know part of what we were able to share was a little bit of Alex's story with those families. And so some of the families who haven't traveled before uh, had never heard Alex's story. And I think even some of the families that had traveled, uh, maybe because they just went to Delhi or, or maybe they hadn't met Alex or they hadn't heard his story. So Alex, will you just, you know, I know you've written a book and I know you tell your story a lot, but would you just share a little bit more about your story that drew you into caring for orphans in the way you are now? Because certainly it's a God-given calling, but there's also a personal piece to it as well. First of all, I'm thankful to Lifeline that uh, they gave me an opportunity to see those children back. And first and my wife meeting with those families, she never met them. And to see that what we have done in India is more uh, blessed our heart when we send them in America. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. And um, 
Yes, as you said, it's God's calling. I would never forget that. Uh, I grew up in orphanage and um, always lacked my fam lacked family uh, in my life and uh, growing up with a bitterness and hardness in heart that nobody is there to take care of me and uh, nobody is there to bring goodies and things like for me. Mm. So that took away me from the Lord as well as from the orphanage I grew up. And it went, uh, I thought I'm running away for the better, mm. but it became worst. Uh, turn into beggar, then street vendor, then uh, lost my life spiritually uh, to smugglers and uh, beatings and goons. But I'm happy that even in that condition, God had a purpose for my life. He had a meaning for my life. Mm. He brought me back and today, uh, I am happy that I could raise voice for the voiceless and for mm. the orphan kids mm. and I enjoy doing that. And I know that even through that you met Sunita and now y'all's life work isn't just helping these families you're adopting but also helping children uh, north of Calcutta that, that need a home. And so talk a little bit about the work you get to do on a daily basis. Um, not only for the girls, we have a home for boys also. And at present, we have 16 children. And in the number in our home always increases and decreases because we don't believe in institutional care. We always believed in family-based mm -hmm. care that God has called us to take them into our home. Mm -hmm. So we always look for opportunities where we can place these children into either into a kinship adoption or a, f a foster care or into a permanent adoption. Uh, but always uh, our house is open for children who cannot be adopted. So we have such children also. They are doing good in their educations and things. And moreover, uh, working in a region which is known for human trafficking, 90% mm. of that human trafficking comes with child trafficking. Mm. And uh, God has placed in a perfect place. As I said before, that life is not... All the things happen in life is not meaningless. That helps helped me to understand the industry of human trafficking. Mm. So which helps me today, me and my wife, to rescue girls from mm. uh, trafficking, sex trafficking and mm. different kind of trafficking. And we could rescue many, many girls and we have restored them back to family. And there are cases when we did not give back to family, but mm. we put them into a women hostel or some safer places. Mm. And I know... Part of what Meredith was referencing is even this latest story that you've seen happen. Tell us just, you know, the appropriate details to this latest story that you, you feel comfortable sharing. We have different networks through WhatsApp group and Facebook group. Social media is not always bad. We can utilize it for a good reason also. Mm -hmm. And we were notified about a girl who was missing from her home from last six years. Mm -hmm. And... Um, we started digging out and we used our influences and network and suddenly came to know that uh, there is a place uh, where we can find that if she belongs to that place. Uh, we just drove a motorcycle and we went up to the base and the person who was with me, a small boy, he said, we have to just go here and that just go here. Uh, went one and a half hour hiking on the mountains. They lived on mountains. Mm -hmm. uh, they are not, uh, they don't have cell phones. They don't mm -hmm. have roads to go there. No means to find their daughters. They just thought it's gone. 
and we took one of our cousin brother travel to andhra but when we went to the child welfare office before even that girl came child welfare officer had two different girl from the same state mm. and they said we want you to take this two girl and i said no i'm not taking this two girls and uh, but when as soon as i came back a voice uh, like what are you doing you're supposed to take them home that's your job you've been called to do that so i just went and made an excuse and i said let me talk to this girl if i could trace out i will surely take out mm-hmm. they said uh, don't know from last three years we are looking for her home we couldn't find but god grace within 30 minutes we traced from where they belong mm-hmm. so instead of bringing that one girl home we brought three girls home and placed them into families uh recent yesterday even one girl from bangalore mm. she was missing from 12 years mm. she went to different uh inappropriate places where she should not be mm. from their government and ngos they rescued her mm. but they rescued her but they couldn't find her home mm. but uh, i could say very openly she is in home now and right. uh, she's thankful for uh Everett mission and the people not only us but different ngos who came together to place this girl into home that's right we know that god is sovereign in caring for children yes. and he brings them to our path and to our mind and pricks our hearts to use us as his hands and feet mm-hmm. to care for these children in in many different ways both in reunification into their homes in india through restoration Uh, but also through indigenous means of seeing the church rise up and seeing homes rise up like this. So Sunita, not to put you on the spot, but I know that you and Alex actually met in a children's home. And uh and I know Alex has said in his own book kind of the journey that he had of faith. But talk about the difference in Alex from the first time you met him to now being your husband. <laughs> First time when I met Alex he is my professor. <laughs> so it's good uh, he proposed me and first time I I said no I will I will not go with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then after again we prayed and we prayed I prayed and he also Then after he asked me again I told him to ask my parents if they permit me permit you you can marry me. So we both prayed for mm. our marriage and got married, and now I'm blessed. Mm. I'm blessed by him. Brother, yeah. I say I'm blessed. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so what a powerful story you both have, and how obviously both in a children's home for different reasons. Um, I know Sunita more from your family not being able to have the means to care, mm-hmm. uh, Alex, because you didn't know who your family was. but the lord weaved the two of you together mm-hmm. and obviously admits different circumstances you know found you saved you and changed you um and uh alex i know that you've been to the the depths of despair uh but also are seeing now opportunities of restoration with the lord's using your life in so many different powerful ways and uh you know meredith i i think it's it's absolutely spellbinding to see how the lord has brought this team together and really in in such a short amount of time and how he's gone before us and so what are some testimonies uh, of just the india adoption program even mm-hmm. 
that you've seen and why would you encourage families to say why India why now I mean mm-hmm. obviously first and foremost it's got to be a moving of the Lord and they need to have a heart for this country yes. but if they have a heart for this country and if they feel like the Lord's moving them towards adoption from India why would you tell them to go ahead and take that next step I love this question because I feel like there is such an open door for adoption in India right now, especially for children that have some type of special need. And that is something that we advocate for very strongly in our program here at Lifeline. All of the children that have come home over the past year and all of our families that are matched with children right now, they are matched with children with some type of special need. And so what I would say, just what what our team has seen, even in the last 12 months, is just that there is a continued process of streamlining paperwork and making it very possible for families to go through the process in in a, a timely manner that we that we are just so encouraged by. We have seen families coming home within a year and even under a year and that is just so amazing, especially for these children that need medical attention right away, that they're able to come home so quickly. Another thing that we've seen is just that there has been an increase in younger children needing to be adopted. And so children even under the age of 12 months, we've matched children over the past few weeks that are three months, four months, five months old at time of referral. And for families that are really desiring to keep birth order in their home, or even that this is their very first child to bring into their home through adoption, I think that that is a very, very unique time for them. Also, too, just with special needs, we're finding that there are children on the list with more minor correctable needs. And of course, there are still children on the list that have significant needs. And we have families that have that capacity. But for families that already have several children in their home already, maybe even children that already have some type of special need, whether that's their biological child or a child that has been adopted previously, we have just found that those capacities for families, the fact that there are more minor needs on the list, is really just opening up doors. And so we've found that over the past year, we've seen our program grow from about 25 families to almost 60 families. And we give all of that growth all of that praise to the Lord, just seeing that he, exactly what Alex has already mentioned today, seeing that we are able to bring these children through the Lord into forever families where they can have families that can love them and not be in that institutionalized setting, especially children that have special needs. So just really encouraged by that, encouraged by the government in India that we get to work with through adoption and the fact that we have been able to make connections with those leaders and just very thankful for how things have been moving in the process. Yeah, and I I know what the caveat we always give too is obviously God is sovereign, He is in control, but there's also a nation involved. And so we see a window right now where a lot of these things are happening. And Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly, we don't know how long that window may be, but we would encourage families, if the Lord is pricking you that way, to look at India, that Mm -hmm. it is a it's a country that that is in need of adopted families Mm -hmm. um, and certainly uh, precious children that that need the love of a family. Uh, 
there's lots of opportunities I know for maybe people that are listening to the podcast to get to meet Alex because he's mm-hmm. not just going to be here in Birmingham, but he's also going to be traveling about and we'll actually have him with us in Dallas, Texas at the Christian Alliance for Orphans, which is May 9th through May 11th. And so if you happen to be at Christian Alliance for Orphans and would like to meet Alex and Sunita, please drop by the Lifeline booth and we'd be glad to set up a time where you could meet Alex. And then I know he'll be in the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., as well as Canada and Chicago. So Alex, tell us a little bit about the rest of your itinerary and where you're going to be. Uh, from here, I'll be meeting. I'll be going to Fort Myers, and uh, we're meeting a family who was uh, warden to me when I was growing up in Offnich, and uh, who has uh, recently helped us in a flood camp, flood victim campaign. Mm. From there, we are going to Charlotte uh, to meet a lady and her husband who studied with me in Bible College. Mm. From there, obviously, we are going to DC, uh, meeting some of our friends from. Uh, visiting us to India when I was working for a different organization. Then we are coming to Dallas for CAFO. Uh, so excited about it, meeting leaders around the globe, coming around the table, talking about orphan care, family care. Uh, we call it, uh, we are from the same tribe. Mm-hmm. And we talk about same vision in a different part of the world. Mm-hmm. Then I'll be visiting one of my friends in Canada, back to Chicago and back to home. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's certainly busy, and I know any time you're in the States, there's so many people who have touched your life, but you've also touched theirs equally. And just a, just a testimony about when we reach out um, in, in times of, of helping others that, in a sense, we're the ones that are the most touched. And, mm-hmm. and I know that you and Sunita even see that as you care for these children, uh, because your lives are, are enriched the more you care for them. Well, before we close, uh, Meredith, I, I know one of the things that we're planning is a trip to India. So maybe folks are listening and said, you know, I don't, I don't have the capacity right now to adopt. My quiver's full, or you know, we're just at a place where that's not an option. We're looking at the first part of November. We don't have firm dates, but but we do have a firm itinerary of the things that we're going to accomplish. So talk a little bit about what this unadopted trip will look like in November of 2018. Yeah, so I am so excited about this trip. It will be our first trip to get to take with a team to India. So we are we are thrilled about that opportunity. During that time, we are going to be taking a team of educational leaders that have background in education and counseling. We are looking for partners in the medical field, whether that's dental or medical, doctors, nurses, people that can come alongside and help with some medical camps. But during that time, we are going to be focusing on doing what we consider our caregiver training, which is basically coming alongside caregivers that are working in orphanages around the country, getting to give them some great tools as they are working with children every day, learning more about attachment and trust and bonding, and just getting to love on these caregivers. They pour out so much of their lives every day, all day for these children, and we want the opportunity to come and love on them and pour into them. And we feel that this caregiver education is just such a great resource, but also a way for us to give back and have some really skilled therapists and counselors that have 
written this training. So that will be our main focus, but that is going to be this fall. Like Herbie mentioned, we'll be putting out some materials, just some more firm dates, more information, team members. We are hoping to have a great team come together. I know that we'll be taking these trips in the future as well, but if you want any information about that, if you want any information about our India team here, about adoption, how to get involved in India, please always reach out to me. You can find my email on our website, call me anytime, and we are excited about what's to come. And so, like Meredith has said, if you'd like to get more information about adoption or this trip in November, and we will probably have a limited amount of spots. So if you want to go ahead and put your name on that list, please do reach out. And you can always contact any of us at info at lifelinechild.org. And just make sure in the subject line, you either put India adoption or India unadopted trip, and we will get back with you in a timely manner. And as, as Meredith has said, you can always go to lifelinechild.org and look for any of our information to get in contact with us directly. We would love to help you know how to get more engaged. So we're, we're great to have Alex and Sunita here with our team and to visit with them, uh, to, to even have Bible study and fellowship with them. And what a great and, and glorious time this is to have uh, brothers and sisters from around the world join us. And we're blessed even to have this office here in Birmingham where we can receive uh, so many people from around the world to love on them, care for them, and support them. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.